0: If you want to understand what's going on with COVID in China, we have to, all we have to do is just replay in our minds the movie we saw at the COVID peak in almost any country of the world, right? Lots and lots of cases, lots and lots of pressure on hospitals, on pharmacies, pharmacies running out of even fever medicine, lots of pressure on crematoria, mortuaries getting overfilled, etc, etc. A lot of that is playing out and that is looking at a whole bunch of, not just Western media, but also many statements coming out of China. Because in China itself, a lot of the people, particularly young people, are doing what is called private sleuthing on what's happening with COVID cases. Why is this private sleuthing taking place? Because people also, people are people, right? People are people and while they might live in a totalitarian state, with media and messaging completely controlled by the state and by the party, they also have access to technology. So technology then becomes a force multiplier and they use it. So there's a lot of of private information that is then put out in the social media domain or internet domain, which then again domain experts across the world pick up. Also, there is a lot of Western media. The important thing, however, is that the WHO has spoken out. So this old worm, has also finally turned. Now, for heaven's sake, I'm not calling any human being a verb. This is just this is just a metaphor. This is just a metaphor. When somebody, an institution, a person, an organization, a nation does not does not speak the truth on anything for too long, probably because it's scared or it's not courageous enough or brave enough to do so, or or, or if it thinks that it's not prudent to do so in self-interest, and finally does speak up. That is like a worm turning. So in that sense, WHO is a worm that has now turned. They are raising questions on China. I will give you some specific lines from WHO's top leadership in just a couple of minutes. But WHO has spoken up and WHO has said there is an underestimation from China on cases, on ICU admissions, on deaths, so on and so forth. So that is one big pointer that the world is now waking up. And the world now thinks that they cannot any longer put up with this complete myth-making by the Chinese, by Xi Jinping's China, as might have happened with where the origins of the virus came from, where did the virus come from, from which animal to which animal, animal lab, etc., etc. Those questions have not been answered. But right now, because the virus is spreading in China, it is difficult for the Chinese to keep the media messaging in control globally they might be complaining there is a quote from global times which i will give you in just a couple of minutes but the fact is the world is now that the word is now out so number one who is complaining number two estimations are coming out so there is a firm in britain and that's a story that and that, that's a story that we picked from guardian quoting a firm called airfinity now airfinity airfinity has also been quoted by other international organizations that is an international health data analytics firm they are telling us airfinity is telling us that chinese cases now are up to 2 million a day at this point and up to 14500 people are dying every day now that's a lot of people to die you might say if that is the case why aren't we seeing visuals like we saw say even in india those drone pictures etc that's because it's much tougher to do do, do those things in china China is also a richer state, more spread out. Access for any media, particularly foreign media, is controlled to quite an extent outside of the big cities. And local media is pretty much non-existent. So this is the Airfinity assessment. Then Wall Street Journal, in a story by Ling Ling Wei and Jonathan Cheng, very highly rated Ling Ling Wei is the Wall Street Journal Beijing bureau chief, very very highly reputed and respected globally, in their story, they say that they have in their story they say that they have taken a look at the notes presented at the December 21 meeting of the Chinese National Health Commission. They also have a quote from the director of the National Health Commission that I will come to just now. But according to this report presented to the National Health Commission. Between December 1 and December 20, mark this, 20 days, 3 weeks, between December 1 and December 20, how many Chinese got infected? This is the Chinese National Health Commission estimate, 250 million, 25 crores, there is no typo here, it's not as if there is a zero added by mistake as our former accountant general used to do, not like that. This is the estimate of the Chinese National Health Commission. So, that many people have got infected within three weeks. Now, you might say, how come this sudden, sudden, how come this sudden explosion of infections? That's because until now, until the end of November, the Chinese were following a strict zero COVID policy, which means one case anywhere locked down the place, a few cases locked down the city sometimes for weeks. They were popular protests, etc., etc. That is something that we featured in another episode of Cut the Clutter. After that, they suddenly, in panic, as authoritarian governments usually do, they swing from one extreme to the other extreme. So this extreme was complete, complete lockdowns, zero COVID policy. One case in a building locked down the building. Two cases in an area locked down the neighborhood. Maybe a few dozen cases lock down the whole city like that. From that pendulum has now swung in the other direction, which is to say there is no COVID, nothing's happening. This is a harmless virus or the variant that we are getting is not that harmful. We can we can write this out. So let anybody who's not properly vaccinated or anybody who will get infected, get infected. We shall see what happens. So you might say this is still a version of Omicron. This is not that deadly, but it still has a fatality rate. It will still cause... Some bit of deaths. And when you have 25 crore people getting infected in three weeks, then you know that there will be deaths as well, even if the even if the death rate is 0.5 percent or 0.3 percent or even 0.2 percent. So that's what's happening in China, according to China's own figures, Chinese government's own figures, which they will not which they will not make public. Of course, according to their official data, very few people are dying. That's because they have too tight a definition of what is a COVID death. So unless somebody dies of pneumonia, a lung failure, which is directly attributable to COVID, they don't call it COVID death. So their COVID deaths are still in low 5000s, right? Nobody believes it. Even the Chinese don't believe it. And that's why all this private sleuthing is taking place. So WHO spoken up. I gave you Airfinity data, which the global Western media is quoting. Then Wall Street Journal story, which is which is which is currently seen as a landmark story because that is the story that gets you a lot of data and also quotes the Chinese National Health Commission's own report. Then you have other pointers that are coming up: the deaths of celebrities. So a lot of Chinese celebrities have been dying, and obituary references have been coming up in Chinese publications. So the Chinese are saying corporate leaders, singers, actors, artists painters see this tweet from Adil Brar who's our China expert and who writes two columns a week for us on China see this tweet from him he's listed a whole bunch of whole bunch of Chinese painters who've died recently that is just the painters obviously it is from a website or organization. Which, which tracks the painters in China. So that many painters have died. And there are many other cases. So these celebrity deaths have made it impossible for the Chinese government to pretend that nothing is happening, that the virus is just washing through our population. And we Chinese are built so strong. Then what is this virus? We can deal with this virus. What we exported was maybe export quality. And that was more difficult. So lots of people in other countries died. And when they died, we mocked at them. So Chinese official media, all media is official media in China, they mocked particularly the Western world for the deaths and the disaster that was taking place there. But right now, they seem to be pretending that this virus is much, much milder to them. As I said, that is not the case. When you have this many cases, a percentage, even a small percentage will be a large number in absolute terms. And that is what is hitting the Chinese. There is no case that the virus we sent out Was a nastier one or a stronger one because that was export quality this is for domestic consumption so this is a weak virus the number of people a virus infects also matters because you know what just as we often say that sometimes quantity also becomes quality you may be having 10 very well-trained soldiers but if they come up against a thousand poorly trained soldiers then that quantity also becomes quality. Then we find it difficult or maybe impossible to fight, fight a thousand. The same applies to viral infections as well. You might say that this virus is not so strong. Current virus is a weaker version. But if it's infecting that many people, then that will take its toll. This evidence of that is now seen in this celebrity deaths. And I will give you some details as we go along. Next, more and more nations are now putting, putting travel travel curbs for people coming in from China. So the reverse of what was happening earlier has happened. China kept its air pay, airspace, its airports closed for a very long time, didn't allow anybody to come in. Xi Jinping also didn't travel out for a long time because they thought they will be able to protect China from the virus like that. right? Don't let it come back now. So we will quarantine ourselves from the virus. That's the reason when Xi Jinping went out overseas for the first time for the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit, So Central Asia, when he came back, he also stayed in quarantine for two weeks. And that is when there was a lot of speculation. Where has he gone? Have the general stage, the coup or something? But none of that was true. Anybody who knows China well knew that he was on on quarantine. So the Chinese thought they had protected themselves and they had blocked off the rest of the world. Now the rest of the world is beginning to block off China. So more than a dozen European countries have now said that people flying in from China will need a COVID test on arrival. This includes the U.S. This includes the U.S. and key ro- European countries. The next, the next pointer to what is happening is, as I told you, crematoria hospitals are filling up, pharmacies are empty. And, and as I speak, you will see the screenshots of the front pages of some stories in Western media, particularly the Wall Street Journal, talking about this overfilled crematoria, crematoria, hospitals under pressure, medical personnel under pressure. That doesn't happen in a fairly well-to-do country like China. China is a $70 trillion economy, right? India is just above a $3 trillion economy. China is a $17 trillion economy with about almost the same population, a little bit more than India. India is catching up, but almost the same population. So it's not such a poor country. But there also the health infrastructure has come under heavy pressure right now. And finally you also have a paradox. Now, this paradox, I don't know what to attribute it to. Maybe we just attribute it to the fact that we don't understand the markets. Markets are a different virus or animal altogether, a different variant altogether. Just as viruses have their, have their variants, similarly, institutions have their variants and, this, and the markets are among those. So right now, when the virus is washing through the Chinese population, but the Chinese are opening up very aggressively and saying, there is no COVID, which means anybody coming into China does not even have to go through quarantine anymore, right? At that point, whatever with whatever the human suffering, and even if human beings are suffering in silence, the Chinese markets have begun to boom. So as I speak over the last two days, China's main indices have gone up by 2%. So 2% increase in such a short time... Amounts to adding a lot of wealth and value to a lot of investors, given the amount of underlying value and wealth these Chinese indices has. China is a huge economy. China is a huge market. That's a paradox. Now we talked about WHO. So what has the WHO said? I will read out now the WHO warning to you. And the WHO is complaining about underreporting of cases, especially deaths, particularly because in the month of December the Chinese reported only. How many deaths from COVID? 22. Two and two. 22 deaths. And their own National Health Commission says 250 million cases in from, the, from December 1 to December 20. So the quote, from, the quote from WHO is, and I quote, we believe the definition of a COVID death is too narrow in China, I'm adding. And this is said by WHO Emergencies Director Michael Ryan. And then he goes on to say, and I quote again, These under-represent the true impact of the disease in terms of hospital admissions, in terms of ICU, ward admission, and particularly in terms of deaths. Then he goes on to say, quite surprisingly, and and I quote again, we will not discourage doctors and nurses reporting the deaths in these cases. So that's the reason I said, now you know why I said WHO, the worm of WHO is also turning now. WHO is not a worm. Let me get that out of the way. Now, celebrities. See the celebrities who've been passing away. Financial Times has a story by Ryan McMorros and Cheng Lang, which, which talks about academics to opera singers to painters who are dropping off. I told you about the painters that Adil brars tweet listed. Check it out. Uh, check it out. Also check out his writings. Uh, he's, he's been taking note of all of these in his writings for the past many weeks. They say after two years of playing in the tone in the West, the Chinese administration now is struggling to hide its own. But they are saying that while they, they may not be giving you any figures, but institutions, companies, academies, schools, they've been publishing obituaries that note the passing away of prominent people. So, for example, they mention Tang Weiguo. Tang Weigo was the founder and the CEO and the chief of a of China's premier clinical testing company so tang waigo 66 was the founder and ceo of china's premier clinical testing company that is shanghai kehua bioengineering so shanghai kehua bioengineering the company they put out a notice and i again quote from the notice as the ft story does old boss tang a good onward journey right but soon enough this had to be this had to be deleted Again, Beijing opera singer, top Beijing opera singer Chen Lan Lan, 39, passed away, you saw obituaries. Famous dancer Zhao Qing, also a politician, 87, so 139, 187, passed away. Wang Tao, vice dean of Inner Mongolia Uni- University of Science and Technology, you saw his obit as well. Again, since we mentioned private sleuthing, private people are collecting this data. Private people have also collected at least 16 top figures among out of 1831 of the most eminent academics from the, from, from the top Chinese science and engineering academies. And it's not as if the state and the party are not trying to control this. They are trying to control this because they want to control the information. So Chinese Academy of Engineering, FT reports, deleted five such tributes on December 23. Because you know what? If you if you if you die in the cause of the party and the nation, because because the cause also is to hide the news on China, we will let you go in silence. We will not you we will not let you make, we will not let your family or your followers make much noise about it. Now we told you about Ling Ling Wei and Jonathan Cheng's story in the Wall Street Journal, quoting from the Chinese. National Health Commission. The same story from the same National Health Commission meeting also tells you that the estimates are that at least half of Beijing's population, Beijing's population of 22 million, right? That is 2.2 crores. At least half of that has already been infected. And why is this happening? We will come to that. Who rises publicly to the defense of China, but who else but the Holy Global Times? So I quote from the Global Times and I quote with with quote marks, no matter how China deals with the COVID COVID epidemic, some Western media and some Western politicians will never be satisfied. But the fact is that this kind of defense may be too hasty. And I'm reading from a story from Reuters also now because pharmacies today look empty. Pharmacies are not well stocked. Xi Jinping's government, while they dramatically reverse their policy of zero COVID to complete openness, go get infected, we don't care, without first stocking their pharmacies and getting their health system ready. And that has caused a much bigger crisis. So the Reuters story tells us the funeral parlors are overwhelmed and hospitals are packed with elderly, elderly patients on respirators. In Shanghai, more than 200 taxi drivers are driving ambulances right now. And that was that was reported in the Shanghai Morning Post. So once again, it's coming out of China right now. Now, for two years, the Chinese had a laugh at the Western world, particularly America. So now the Americans are also in their own not so subtle way, but maybe maybe not such a crude way also. They are also getting even, although they are claiming it's no retaliation. And there is no Schadenfreude. So, Ned Price, the US State Department spokesperson, he's been quoted as saying, due to a surge in COVID cases in PRC and the lack of adequate and transparent epidemiological and viral genomic sequencing being recorded from there from the PRC, we are taking deliberate, proactive steps to slow the spread of COVID 19 and be on the hunt for any variants you can see xi jinping also showing a little bit of tension so he gave a speech where it looked like he said he acknowledged that we are passing through a tough time now for the strong man of china who's just got his unprecedented third term for him to acknowledge that china is passing through a tough time is a big deal and what did he say he said at present the epidemic he said at present the epidemic prevention and control is entering a new phase it is still a time of struggle everyone is persevering and working hard and the dawn is ahead, right? When the great leader says the dawn is ahead, that means it's quite dark right now, right? So he says the dawn is ahead. Let's work harder. Persistence means victory and unity means victory. You've heard these, you've heard these lines before from from great leaders in crisis, but particularly from China's greatest leaders in crisis because China's political history tells us that some of the greatest disasters that humankind has faced say say in the last 120 130 years have all been have all been strong man-made not just man-made but strong man-made when you have a single man strong man running a government no debate no discussion no disagreement that is when the biggest disasters take place and China is no stranger to those disasters in this case, In particular, what exactly are the experts saying? The experts are saying that, look, Xi Jinping has now become chairman of everything. So everything means from military affairs to the economy, to the pandemic, to health, to everything. This is a one-man voice. So there is no discussion around him. There are talented people around him, but they don't really have a voice. So all the dictates come from him and then everything else gets done accordingly. So there is a quote, from Mary Gallagher, she's a professor of Chinese politics at University of Michigan, who says, as with other man-made disasters in Chinese history, this too is man-made. Political loyalty to the core leader now means no dissent, no collective decision-making, and a lack of debate and discussion within the party on critical policy issues. And that is what the country is paying for. So once again, the same Wall Street story which claims to have seen the notes on the Chinese National Health Commission meeting, which has not been denied by the Chinese government or the Chinese National Health Commission, at least not yet. It quotes the chairman, the director of the Chinese National Health Commission, Ma Xiaowei. Ma Xiaowei is saying that outbreak is growing rapidly. I want to emphasize this: deaths are inevitable. When the director of your National Health Commission is saying deaths are inevitable, then that director is not referring to five dead in a month or 22 dead in a month. That means situation is much worse than the Chinese are telling the rest of the world. Or maybe you can apply the other test. When even the ever so compliant WHO, ever so compliant to China, to Beijing, when the ever so compliant to China WHO, that it took three weeks Telling the rest of the world that this virus could be transmitted from human to human. When even they start raising doubts about data coming out of China or truth coming out of China, or they start talking about underestimation, underreporting, etc. etc. from China, then you know that things are really dire. But at the same time, but at the same time, remember the markets are going up because probably the markets think Thik hai, those who have to die will die, likha hai, wo hoga but at least the Chinese economy will now come back to normal.